1: Hi everybody, Russell Miyama's there and hope you're all safe and well if you new to channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon if you can, because obviously it's so cold, my fingers are freezing up, so I can't get to my mobile to text. But if you can, you know, if you're watching this back in the summer, then you can obviously. As, as always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, untuck it. Check them out in the description below. Uh today's guest, the man's buzzing for it. It's Luke. How are you doing, Luke?
0: I'm good, mate. No, I'm very I'm very looking forward to it today, actually. I've been I was watching uh Yours with Julian Dixie the other day with my dad, we were both cracking up. And uh, yeah, I've been watching the Harry Rednat one, Ansel Ferdinand, oh. Harry Benwick. I've been going through them, mate. They're very thank good. You, I've, been, I've enjoyed them.
1: Thank you, thank you. No, I love doing them, man. Love doing them. Got plenty more to do as well, which is really, really good. Um, how are you in general, man? How's things in this weird world we live in for you?
0: Yeah, not bad, mate. I mean, I'm just sort of focusing on on work at the moment and you know pushing myself to you know do new things and challenge myself still in this new year even though it's difficult times but not bad mate how about
1: yourself yeah not bad not bad i'll be honest last week i felt really crap i didn't feel Ooh. like and that's the first probably time i felt a bit mm, since like everything's happened yeah so but then let me turn over Doncaster 4-0 so i'm like that's i'm not like all really right then it's funny isn't it just I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was getting a bit bored of winning one nil. To be honest, Luke. I was yeah. yeah. Like, oh, one nil again. But then four nil. Okay, a Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it swings around about isn't it, with these things? It's, it's one of those things where you can't do nothing. You got to sit there, grin it and bear it. And um, as you said, at least, it's at least West Ham are keeping us entertained. You know? Could you imagine if we had to handle this this pandemic if we were, I don't know, like a uh, West Brom or Fulham? at the moment. Oh oh
0: mate. Well it was a little bit like last year, wasn't it? Last season was yeah. a tricky one and it you know, all I could think about was was uh was relegation and things like that and it, are we going to escape it? And it would have made the summer even worse. But luckily, yeah. you know, we pulled through and you know we're we're moving up and it's really good times to be a West Ham fan. It's just a shame we can't be in the stadium watching it.
1: It is it is it's it's a it's the it's a it's a typical West Ham thing, isn't it? It is. It you is know, so you've insane. got this team that everyone's proud of. Is that the right word to say over the last, you know, over the last this season and, and to us most the last end of last season as well. And there's no one to watch, uh, you know, to them to feel yeah. how well we we know they're playing at the moment. It's just, and you know, it's just such a West Ham thing. As soon as the fans go back in, we'll end up. Being an absolute dog. <laughs> Just West innit, to be honest. Sorry, yeah. But um, I, I don't think it'll be this season, so you know we could we could have a very good season by the looks of it now. Um yeah, and obviously through to the next round of the cup as well, which is great. Um this will probably go out tomorrow. This will probably get just before the Crystal Palace game. So hopefully we'll we're looking forward to Crystal Palace winning, beating no well, <laughs> <laughs> West Ham beating Crystal Palace. God, yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. It's funny, finally, finally come out of a palace fan. No, um so uh yeah, and then we could be fourth, know or something like that? Ridiculous if we win today. Yeah, we win yeah, mate. Take over Liverpool, yeah. That's mental. That's absolutely mental, man. It's absolutely mental. It's such a West Ham thing, though, is You said it's like like this, and the snow bugger <laughs> at the grounds and stuff. It's just so bizarre. It's the whole thing is bizarre at the moment, but um, there's nothing to do about it. I was watching the um, I was watching the the American the NFC championship yesterday between uh, it was the attack was the Buccaneers versus the Packers. They had about 15,000 fans there. How the fuck did that happen? Blimey, I don't, I don't know.
0: It's America, is
1: it? Yeah, I don't, yeah, but I don't get it. It's like surely I just don't understand how they can have so many, you know. It's like just seems ridiculous, you know. Everywhere else is like I'm not having behind closed doors and stuff, but they had like loads of fans because you saw when they were doing the highlights, you saw all the fans like in the obviously socially distanced, but still, you're like, I just it's ridiculous, ridiculous. But hey, we do what we do to get it all done better in it. But, um, and how's yeah. business been? Business been all right for you guys?
0: Yeah, good, mate. Um, yeah. I'm sorry I work at Mallet, so um shoes um so we sh- we sell in sort of luxury trainers and that so yeah it's going yeah. really well um yeah there's a few west Ham boys there actually um one boy Anthony regan that's a massive western fan you see him on twitter always uh giving it a bit like me but yeah no he's uh it's yeah it's good mate um yeah just got to keep working hard working yeah. from home through these times and yeah just doing what we need to do and that's it really
1: it is i suppose being sort of a, just an online sort of said luxury trainers and stuff like that a lot of it is you it, it's it's just changing how everything's done it's it's all online it's all that it's all social it's all you know it's like literally everything where you might have done a little bit in in house in shop it's all online and everything yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. it sort of focus is all onto there so yeah, that's no, good, man. It's good. No, it's good to see. As I said, I, you always speak really well on um when you make comments on like West Ham fan TV and stuff. So I was glad to get you on, Luke. I, I don't know, mate.
0: Sometimes you. I do sort of oh mate, if we get a bad result, I just get so wound everyone's
1: up. Everyone's the same, mate. Everyone's the same, yeah. yeah, it? it's yeah like...
0: We are, but sometimes I just oh I can I just I go off on one and it's just it's out of character. I end up deleting my tweets as well because I just <laughs> go out of character and I get so wound up by a bad result and things like that but look it's it's been good recently i've been extra happy with the with the wins and you know let's hope we can keep going up that table i'll do anything to you know win the fa cup or go in the top four i'll do anything okay
1: right here we go right so you can either have top four or fa cup which one would you have
0: fa cup mate all day i'd rather fa cup over winning the premier league you know it's just them it's them it's just that cup isn't it you know everyone talks about 1980 and and 75 and 64 and you know i just dream of everyone going back to the barking road and celebrating outside you know green street and all together hopefully (laughs) you know this is in a dream world um but yeah fa cup all day long you know yeah no i agree i agree competition
1: it is and i think you know um as i said you know it's it's fortunate in the fact that you know we're in a position now where we can not prioritize one or the other but there will be a point won't there hopefully touch wood we will have to prioritize one over the other you know whether you know and so yeah let's see you'll get get past man united first but uh you know who knows who knows but yeah i'm looking forward hey, uh, whatever happens happens and it's west ham and it we used to it's not like we it's not like we're sort of primed for success all the time has, that's why i don't i can't cope with it to be honest because it's like everyone's being nice to each other yeah there's not so much twitter banter there's not so much <laughs> hatred on twitter and you know i do that i do like a live show like most lunch times and everyone's on it and it's buzzing and people are coming to come on and talk and you know and it's like there's a real nice there is buzz around west Ham at the moment you know everyone's on each other's channels and stuff like that no i love it at the moment it's um long may it continue hopefully it will continue i really hope so i do i do but um anyway anyway so first question we asked luke seven and a half minutes in is why are you a Ham fan why why is why have you chosen the claret and blue mate
0: um well i think obviously when i was younger uh me and my family we grew up in ilford um Obviously, not far from Chadwell Heath.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I, obviously, born in '95. Um. My dad sort of took me into West Ham as a two-year-old, sort of, as a youngster, and and you know it was that the end of that '90s era. I just caught on the end of it of when you know you used to go down the training ground, and my dad used to take um me and my sister down, and you know we'd see, you know, we were there the day um John Hartson kicked Dale Bercovich, and and just you know that that mad, mad '90s era of West Ham where you know you used to be so in touch with the players and stuff you go down there you see like all sorts happen and you know it was we were a lot more of a tactile club then and and i think football's changed since then but yeah was, um i've always been West Ham, really my 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 dad that's a credit to my dad we're you know our fa- family goes back in sort of east end generations and you know that's that's my team it's my dad's team and it's east london yes yeah, but yeah. where, where we're from really
1: yeah so you sort of like you didn't have a choice
0: basically no but uh, you know i didn't want a choice to be fair Objective. i mean we, we we moved out a bit when uh when i was younger and I, I did go to a school where there was there wasn't really many West Ham fans to be honest mm. and, it, and mm. going through my childhood that was tough i must admit like it just you would get man united fans with a southern accent always giving me stick and it used to really wind me up i used to come home from school just raging um but Look, uh, there's no one else I'd rather support. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just proud of our history, you know, our fan base, and it's a special club to support.
1: It is, it is, and and, and I think, I think whether I, I started off doing I started doing this thing, thinking, yeah, we are special, but like, just thought it was just like hearsay, so, you know, people go, oh, here we're special fans, we are. But having done this channel now for like, what is it, eight months or something like that, it, you, you've, you, I've met lots of different people in all different walks of life, all West Ham fans. Every one of them is exactly the same. Everyone one will do anything for you, and just the, the the sense of community. Whether they're based in India, whether they're based in Ilford, whether they're based in Idaho—that's quite clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, anywhere they're all the same. They're, they're all just—they're just you know—and even the guys. That's what surprised me about this about this club. The guys outside of. The UK, for example, is the Indian guys, the, the Fresno Irons, Chicago Hammers, all over the place. You know, they had every team they could pick from. You know, literally, they could pick whoever. And they picked our little funny little club in East London and um, just absolutely passionate about it. It's absolutely mental. It's it's a bright you know, when You get guys like I've interviewed guys in Perth, not you know, in Melbourne. They get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch West Ham play.
0: Yeah, I've, 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 I think you'd do. Oh, mate, I would. I, would. I don't know you would, but I think I it's would. that thing like, you know, when I first went to Upton Park, you just had that sort of feeling that you belonged there. And yeah. uh, I think it's with even foreign fans as well and tourists. The first time they went to Upton Park, you'd always see them like going to bowling or things like that or whatever. You, that, they, I think they just, ever since they went to Upton Park, they fell in love with West Ham. Yeah. You know, that, that was the same for me going when I was really young, just, you felt like you belonged there. You felt like everyone around you was part of you and you felt like a family and a unit. And it just, it just grew on me massively. Um, Mm. and you know, to this day, I'm, I'm always proud to sort of be West Ham.
1: Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's one of those clubs that you go on holiday when we used to go on holiday. It was driver holidays. They were quite fun. (laughs) I remember them. Um, you'd always end bumping into West Ham fan. You'd always bump into us fan fan wouldn't you really yeah. you're on your holiday because yeah. you just would do it it's like you know it's just i just think we're friendlier fans than anyone else i don't know why but i just think we do <laughs> we certainly are yeah that's for sure
0: yeah i know? mean we, we do have a little bit of a reputation of a bit of aggro here and there but yeah no we are we are a good fan base i mean we do we do have a lot of drama to put up with every every now and then you know so yeah, I mean, of course uh, we do highs and lows but yeah look we are a great fan base team yeah you
1: know? And I think because we've had all those highs, all those lows, but not so many highs, that we've become this sort of this. We've had a certain nature around us as fans. You know, we're always so. Like at the moment, typical example. You know, we'll be seventh at the moment. This is obviously before we play Palace. So seventh for uh, twenty something points. I don't even know how many points we got, but twenty something points. You know, or thirty points, whatever we got. Um, the first thing someone says is, "Oh, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah. seventh. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Eight points to go." It's not not the fact that we're, we're you know we're pushing for oh, yeah, yeah. eight points to go. No, I eight know to <laughs> you know, gotta get to forty, gotta yeah, get to forty, yeah. you know, just cause they know we're West Ham fans. And so there's always that sort of um sort of that uh you know, like you know, when you've got a sandwich, that little bit of butter on the just on top, just to make sure everything's gonna say you say. It's eight points to go. Eight points to go. Not like you know, we're doing great, fantastic. Eight points to go. And that's yeah. what I love about West Ham fans. You know, it's like that, that Nanzini goal. You know, when he scored that equaliser, Twitter blew up. Absolutely blew up. Is it? Then literally, within the blink of an eye, someone said, "Oh, we shouldn't been three 0 down after fifteen minutes." Who cares? Fucking <laughs> cares. You know, we can't enjoy. We've always we've been programmed to always get ready for the the speed bump. Get ready for the hundred percent. And so we, we don't know when to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, I'm okay. going
0: through that at the moment. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I just feel like at some point it's going to all go wrong because I've, because I've known it for so long. Um, yeah. And it's just awful. It's just awful. But, but look, it, uh, we are used to it, but we, we're never surprised, are we? We, we, no. we just it just keep... It's a cycle that keeps going on. But look, it's part of being a West Ham fan. You know, it is like a... It is like a day in the life of any senders, isn't it? Where there's always a bit of drama going on. Oh yeah. You know, I don't think we'd have it any other way, to be honest. But
1: I don't think we would, and and that's that's why I think there's so many West Ham YouTube channels because there's so much to talk about all the time. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? I don't know how many Southampton YouTube channels there are. (laughs) Can't we see much more going on with them? You know what I mean? It's like what they talk about apart from you know, I don't know how good danny ings is or whatever you know how good james roy prouse is or how good their academy is that's it that's all you talk about you know what else can they talk about there's no dramas there you know it's all but that's what i love about west ham as you said there's always something there's always something there's always a little you know a little fricassee something something that's going to go a bit left field and you know we might bring in a funny player could bring in lingard you know you know just like out of the blue you know type thing but that's just west ham that's why i love it i love it it's great man it's great do you remember your first game luke
0: um, to be honest so yeah um, obviously my dad obviously started taking him in as I said in the late 90s but because I was so young I just don't remember oh, it. Yeah. he just no like, remembers me sort of crying when it got too <laughs> loud and things like that which we've all done that yeah, um, right. was understandable but the first game I properly properly remember was in and this was a tough time to be growing up supporting the West Ham band, was the 2002 free season um, the year we went down yeah. obviously that was so tough um just because i i started envisaging west ham and becoming a fan and mm. then we went down that year and uh you know all my heroes just got sold and as soon as i got stuck into it you know you know joe cole Carrick, De canio went trevor sinclair um defoe eventually went year after carrick went and things like that and it was just yeah. that was so tough um but my first game that i remember that season um was man united at home um, we went for my birthday, I think I was about six or seven and um Jermaine Defoe equalised in the last minute um one all and it it, it it was that was fantastic. We went to the um museum before the game at Upton yeah. Park, which was which I loved. I, I just loved it and uh, you know, we were in the uh, Dr. Martin's Upper um, right the right in the gods, but yeah, no, it's great and uh, Yeah. I do remember, and then after that, I was getting we were sort of getting stuck into sort of a little bit of away games here and there. We went up to Sunderland at the Stadium of Light, and we won one nil. Was when Trevor Sinclair um, banged one in, um, and yeah, mate, it, it was a it was a tough time. That when you know after we got relegated and all of our best players got sold and things like that, that was really yeah. tough. But you know, that I think that was a really sort of tough time. Um, and it, it always hurts to think back at all that talent we had that got sold. But look, it, it all
1: happen, happen. it happens to us, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. even if you go well before our time, or you know, maybe even before your dad's time. You know, you look at Buddy. You know, like when we won the World Cup, and you know, we only had we never won the league with that team. We were three of the best players in the world. You know, yeah. <laughs> like um but yeah no it's what I, I can imagine as well because obviously these you know as you said people like joe cole and stuff are like your your childhood you know your childhood pinups. really as a kid you know these great players and they've all like literally one after the other you're taking them off the wall or, or out of the Pliny sticker and it's like it must be mm-hmm. such a such a such a sad time yeah yeah, yeah I mean, really I, go on you go away you say.
0: sorry but yeah no um it was tough and i remember vividly as well that season um i don't know if you remember the old sort of hammers news magazines they used to do
1: yeah yeah,
0: um i entered a competition to go go to the training ground and and meet the players and have a kick around with them and that and um it was during a difficult time when De canio had fallen out of glen and they they weren't speaking and De De Canio sort of training on his own um and i went down there won the competition i went down there it was a great day. I sort of like I was cleaning uh, John Moncur's boots with a brush and things like that. And and uh, this is I'll never forget this. Di obviously weren't speaking to Glen Roder and uh, Di Canio just came over and my shirt. And you know that that saying will stay with me sort of forever. Di Canio is obviously my biggest idol um, yeah. and my favourite ever West Ham player. But that that was like mad. Um, and it, that was a nice kit we had that season, even though we went down. But that that was a special moment for him to sign my shirt when, you know, he wasn't speaking to the manager and, <laughs> and things like that. But, you know, again, so West Ham.
1: Oh, you've done quite well. You So you gone there. So you went to the Chadwick when... Uh, roda and De Caney weren't weren't talking. You went to shadowy and Arks and kicked off. Berker, which is you've done a quite. You you've one more. One more. You get the actual. Fantastic. It's funny. There's a few people who had that tra- same training session. We had. I think it was Reese. I think Reese went mm-hmm. to that training session, and I think we had um we had Bertie brady one of the youth team guys from 1990, and that was his first training session. Was. <laughs> was the uh was the famous at berkovich and uh Hartson. Uh we've had Johnny on actually Johnny Johnny came on apologizing and he, once again for kicking Berkovich in the head. It's like all right, all right John right, let, let it go now. It's okay man. It's okay. but we, we believe you we believe you man. But uh and you mentioned about the canyon and stuff like that. So obviously on this channel we do and the whole point is is my hammers 11 So the idea is we get everyone who get who comes on the channel gives their eleven basically. So, you know, so it doesn't have to be the best eleven, could be your favourite eleven, could be your worst eleven, whatever. The only rule is you have to be alive to scene and play. So, you know, probably you from probably you know late nineties onwards basically. That's not I mean it's still a bloody good spread of players, to be honest. There's some good there's some great players in there. Um so so let, let let's start off in goal. Who would be in goal for the Luke eleven? That's the question.
0: So uh, this one wasn't really that tricky for me, actually. I mean, we've had some good keepers. Jimmy um, yeah. Walker I've really liked. Um, I'm a massive Fabianski fan, but for me, it was Robert Green. Um, yeah. Sort of such a great goalkeeper, really underrated. It was it was tough when um, he made that mistake for England, because you know, like when when West Ham have a good player, and I'm I'm banging on to all my mates about him, like you know, right at the moment, for example, they just don't. They just don't buy into it. They don't think yeah. he's exactly because he plays West Ham. Robert yeah. Green was one of them. I said he's so good in goal. He used to save so many penalties. And that that performance away at Arsenal when we won 1-0 in the great escape season, that was special. And, you know, Robert Green was a great, great keeper. Um, I wasn't happy about, you know, Robert Green's legacy going to Chelsea at the end of his career. But, you know, I, I'm a massive Robert Green fan. He was a great keeper for us. Really helped us out, actually
1: yeah yeah you're totally right he was and you said that yeah to the goalkeepers you, you know you could easily reel off three or four good goalkeepers we've had in recent times it's one of the areas i think we we never seem to sort of reason well tell a lie it was about six months last year we did but we never sort of like have a situation where we've got a particularly bad goalkeeper you know i mean even I mean, even adrian was was he was yeah. he was erratic but he was okay he wasn't like a a Roberto, was he? So he was, he was, he did the job. And obviously, uh, people, he said Rob Green and said Jimmy. And we've had obviously, we had Jimmy on as well. And we had like you know, Shaka and David James. He had some good goalkeepers over the years. Um, that's for sure. Um, obviously, Ludo uh, and, and Fabianski. I think Fabianski, I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah. and just it's one of those things where it's annoying. Where we, I'd have loved to have got Fabianski about two or three years earlier than he did, than we got him. Do you know, maybe when he left, if, before he joined Swansea, then we could have just had him for yeah. an extra little bit of yes, time. Man. He would have been absolutely superb. Right, okay, let's put Rob Green in golf and make a note, so don't forget. Right, okay, who's going to be in defence? Luke, you go through him as you've got them, man.
0: Can we, I mean, can we do a three-five-two? 5 2
1: You can do whatever you want. It's your team, man. You can do whatever you want.
0: All right, wicked. Um So I'm going to go with three sort of centre-backs. Um yeah. First one is Anton Ferdinand. Um, I think Anthony was very very underrated for us Um, he had a lot of ability to be fair and you know from the get-go people were sort of comparing him to Rio um, which was was obviously tough Um, and you know he still had quite a good career and especially for us Mm -hmm. he was was very good I think I remember very well in the championship season he was was very good when we came back up that was a sort of special season Um, and then um, you know, even after that, when, you know, he scored the last minute equaliser at White Hart Lane and things like that. I, I really, really did like Anton a lot. I think mm. he was a very good player. It's a shame he left and the way he sort of left as well. But yeah, he, he's, he's he's my first choice.
1: Mm. And I agree. I think he's obviously we've had him on, and we, he 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 came out and spoke himself. I mean, I don't know. I never asked the question about Rio, but he he said, "Oh yeah, now it was really hard." And obviously, I had, I'm had a brother, and I was like, you know, it must have been tricky because like he was he was there all the time when Rio was there as a younger kid playing in the same position with the same name, looks like him. uh You know, it must have been horror. if He was like, if 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 Anton was like a like, central midfield player, it'd be different wouldn't it really a little bit because he yeah, was the same yeah. position as well um but you're right that championship year him and um him and elliot ward um yeah. great partnership great partnership mm. elliot ward keep an eye out on miami's 11 storm zone um <laughs> he will be on there soon <laughs> Chelsea city's <Chelsea's laughs> legend um elliot ward hopefully soon um but yeah no anton was great i, I think and when we interviewed him, he was so he so still loves the club and so mm. like passionate about west ham um it's lovely to see it really is is. brilliant love it love him okay let's put anton in uh who's next man who's next
0: this one um is winston reed um i think you know he's been been with us a long time now um obviously his days look a little bit numbered with us but Mm. wow what what player um he's definitely been through some ups and downs with us obviously his first when he sort of came in and he was a little bit inexperienced and things like that, I think he just came in off the back of a World Cup as well. Avram um, Grant, bring him in. But, you know, he turned into a massive pro for us. Um, quite an interesting character. He always seemed a bit sort of quiet. and uh, but, but when, you know, when he scored a goal, his passion really came out as well. And, mm. you know, he scored some special goals for us against Tottenham, Millwall, and then obviously the last one at the bowling. So, yeah, he, he was a very good defender for us, um, Winston Reid.
1: Yeah, definitely. And as you said, I mean, I think just because of his upbringing, he was always quiet, you know, I mean, he played, he was, you know, New Zealand by birth, but then played in the Danish league to not very, you know, it's not like Italians and fireys They, you know, both quite sort of calm and relaxed play, you know, sort of nations. So I think that's probably where he came from, but you're right. Once he scored and, uh, they all, I mean, it's like anton anton's got that banger against fulham i was looking at the other day mm. and it's like they've all got it in their locker don't they they've all got these yeah, yeah. like yeah they just like these central defenders they just bash one in and go there you go i can do it but i just don't like to do it all the time that's why it's always But uh, yeah as a winner you'll be like obviously go down in folklore history scoring that last ever goal at the, at the bowling and stuff 100%. and uh whatever he does good luck to him yeah yeah 100 percent in it minute we don't know what's gonna happen with him but good luck to him right we'll put winnie in god bless him uh who's gonna be the third one of that back three then
0: third one is uh angelo bona um just getting better with age um what a player do you know what i mean like he started off um again another one that scores a lot of important goals you know he scored the yeah. winner against spurs when we done him at Wembley. um he's when the first few seasons he was a little bit shaky. Um I remember seeing his first sort of preseason game against South End away and I think we lo- we won three two, but he he didn't look all there, but mate, he's come on so well and um just getting better with age. I th- honestly I think he's gonna go down as one of our best centre half for the last sort of twenty years. He's looking really good. You know, he comes up with a goal every now and then from from a corner and um yeah he's just so mature as a defender now like he's in all the right positions winning all the headers um so composed reads the game um a few seasons back as i said he he gave away a few penalties i remember at palace away but um yeah i'm a massive rugby fan uh massive
1: and it's like now it's like when we had like like even like a couple of seasons ago there was like the three of them. So you had Diop, you had you had Balbuena and you had Ugbona. I don't know why I said Balbuena with a, with a slight sort of <laughs> Balbuena. Um but I did. Um so I'll go with it. So you had those three of them, and it was always like there was always two in form and one out of form, or one injured. Yeah. And then now it's like and so it was they like would interchange. Now it's basically Oggy plus Someone else, you know, it's not like he's it's he he's not in that sort of shakeup, yeah,
0: yeah, now no. it's,
1: yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, he's he's just, as you yeah. said, he's so he's just so he's, just so, he's just so much more mature now. He obviously got back into the Italian side, obviously, he couldn't got injured, so he couldn't um can play that game, but uh, yeah, he's brilliant. He is, I, I think you're right. I think he's gonna he, he could well go down as one of our best center backs in the last 15 years, you know. What I mean, he's
0: yeah, still- again, I've been touching back on that sort of 2000. 2000- uh two three sort of season when we had all of them sort of flare youngsters and things like that. yeah they didn't really have a good sort of center half other than sort of ian pierce or you know no. it was more like gary breen or sort of christian daly again christian daly was very good actually um but but yeah i think bonner the last sort of 20 years definitely gets in there
1: yeah 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 good shout. okay so that's your back three that's your goal in your back three right go on and you go through them as you've got written down then then luke
0: I've, I've very much had to cater for this midfield. This midfield has been playing on my mind for the last couple of days, to be honest, mate. Um, I'll start on left midfield, um, yeah. which is Matthew Everington. Yes. What player? He goes goes a little bit under the radar. Again, you know, I could probably pick a few. I don't know. I I think he's what a, what a left left midfielder he was in left winger. He bombed down and then just get a ball in. And usually mm. they would be a Marlon Harrod or a Bobby Zamora on the end of it. Exactly. Um, and yeah, just what a player. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So, so quick on the ball. Um, quite an old-fashioned sort of winger, left midfielder. Yeah. Never really cut in. It was all just down down into the corner flag, ball in. And, you know, you don't really see that very very often these days. It was, as I said, very old-fashioned, but very effective. Um, I was actually quite guided when he left as well um yeah. but you know footballers
1: but... do me do. Well, but you're right he was like i think when we interviewed him i think i i think i as his introduction i said he was one of the the last old school like the last proper left wingers because like and now they obviously they're inverted aren't they they put them on if they're mm. right foot, they put them on the left left and right i mean bowing's Bowen's left foot but they, they put them on the right you know so he comes with his left foot all the time whereas you said like effington would literally bomb it down and then cross it in for someone's header in a bit like what we're doing we're scoring quite a lot of crosses at the moment as well you yeah. know so it's like going a little bit back to that way but um yeah he was brilliant wasn't he just lightning quick brilliant, lightning yeah. quick looked like and we said I, I did tell him this he looked like you know that you know a breath of wind could knock him over because he was so so skinny but yeah God he could cross the ball in and he was so quick Um remember those you know those playoff final games and uh, yeah. the and stuff he was brilliant absolutely brilliant man I feel, like someone that,
0: I feel like he was someone that sort of really embraced the club as well yes. sort of took it in you know became sort of one of us. He didn't really get on well at Spurs. And, you know, from the
1: get-go, he felt like he was a proper West Ham player. Definitely. Definitely. Right, Matty's in. Matty's in. Who's next then, Luke?
0: Um, so, I'm going to go for a CDM defensive refielder. Um And this is going to be Declan Rice. Um, again, the amount of games he's played for us, it feels like he's been with us forever now. Um, yeah, what a player. Um Just unbelievable. Um, I I met him when he was breaking into the first team. Uh, Well, no, he he barely played for the first team at the Player Awards a good few years ago. I think it was the first season we had at the London Stadium and he was there looking like uh, a kid. That um, He was very humble even then, just a nice guy, spoke to everyone, all the fans. And all of a sudden, uh, not long later, he broke into the first team and... uh, yeah, the rest is history. He's, you know, he's yeah. made many appearances for us now, and you know, he just gets better and better every game. You know, he's adding dribbling to his game and going forward with the ball, and shooting, and the goals are going to come, up, I think, soon as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah, massive Declan Rice fan.
1: Yeah, he's brilliant. I mean, he's just brilliant. You know, I just think he's. Uh, I I think that the signing of Thomas suchek has made Declan Rice in, into like a, a far better player far better player now because they almost have this sort of like an understanding it's very those two in midfield are quite dynamic you know they they both like going forward but they will both hang back if one goes forward they've got this good understanding um i think i just think he's i still think we've only scratched the surface with him as a player Because the way so, he, he's developing you know now yeah. from you look at when he started when you know he you know he came on for against burnley away and stuff for like a minute and then you know they'd play him and and then i think then we started playing him at sort of cdm role we were like what why are we playing him here yeah. and he was like oh he's actually quite good and then he says he's grown into that role i mean i remember seeing him in the under 23s center back he was a commanding he was like a john terry center back he was very commanding, very very you know very competent center back but in this role he's just honestly I can't think of many players in the world in his position who are playing better than him at the moment
0: well, I mean I was, I was having a bit of a row of my friends in the group chat today about um, I was saying he's better than N'Golo Kante and uh, they weren't having it but yeah. I, I really think he is I think he's got everything you know he can pass he can shoot he can cross a ball he can run with the ball I don't really want to be seeing him in centre back ever again. To be honest, I think CDM or centre midfield. And what a player! He's just got absolutely everything. And the goals are going to come. Um, he's got technical ability with shooting and things like that. I think. You know, I do compare him. I don't really remember watching Rio uh, when he was younger and that. But I just I can't see us having anyone better than him in 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 you know centre back or or centre defensive midfield or, or anyone. Coming close to, to Declan Rice, and um, I think it's credit to him. He, he does all the easy things well, and he's just built in his game. Um, so yeah, what a player!
1: Yeah. You're right. He's he, you're right. He, he's got he's got a great foundation. He's just building to it every game. Yeah. There's a little bit more. There's a little bit more drive. There's a little bit more. He said, bringing like the other day. Um, he's bringing the ball forward a lot more than he did previous games. And you know, and he's trying to do his free kicks now. He, he's obviously been practicing this knuckle ball, isn't he? He's trying yeah. to do it. And as you said, one of them's going to one of them's going to bang in, and that'd be it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I love him. I just love his honesty. You know, is uh, you know now football is so just modern football. I don't think players are particularly honest. I think they quite sort of toe the line. They talk what you know they they, they 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 toe the party line in terms of what you know their club or their managers want them to say. Whereas Declan, when he wins a game, he's excited. He's buzzing like we are. When he's when he lost, he's devastated like we are. You know, he yeah. like he really feels. What we feel which is yeah, a really unusual thing definitely. um well, right okay so we put uh put deck in who's next man
0: um martin noble uh i, I hate to put Mark noble in um just what captain um just Mister west ham um sort of west west ham player you want to go for a beer with do you know what i mean and just what player like again he again that goes under the radar because he People say he sort of passes backwards and things like that, but he's a good sort of player if you want to bring on these days and retain possession and things like that and just keep it steady and things like that. He's, you know, grown up as well. Um, He's obviously a lot quicker than he is now, but he was a pivotal part of our club and he has been for many years. He's the glue that sort of sticks it all together, really. Um, And that that sort of stuff does go unnoticed, 100%. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, And, And apart from, obviously, apart from a couple of years, he's been in the West Ham team ever since you've been supported really like you know since yeah, like yeah. 2000, 2006, 2005 is six yeah. he started breaking in from then on that's it's, that's just mark noble he's just mental yeah. when You think, it.
0: yeah i mean again it was sort of scandalous he never got into the england squad um yeah. in that 15 season the last of the bowling it's the best i've ever seen him play um and you know that season he just looked unbelievable Every pass he did came off, you know, scoring amazing goals. I remember one at West Brom where Carroll uh, floated it in and he he banged it sort of top bins mm-hmm. things like that. Just what a player um, that season. He, he was unreal. And I think him just having Pi in front of him where you could just give him the ball and, you know, he'll do the rest. Just yeah. Martin Noble was amazing that season and, you know, a very special player. But again, I think he still glues it all together. He's still, you know, Mr West Ham... And, welcomes everyone into the club and out of the club and things like that.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, you're right, in terms of um his new role now is that twenty minute man. You know, he comes on at seventy five, or well, it's fifteen minutes for But anyway, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, you know, even ten minutes, you know, he comes in with one nil up, one nil to the Cockney boys. He comes on and just, you know, take off a, a forward player and he just comes in and just holds possession. That could be his that could be his position now for a, for the whole of next season as well, hopefully, you yeah. know, just so you know that that yeah. role is, you don't, you know, he's he's incredibly, he's incredibly fit. Um, he will play the old cup game, and then he'll be doing that fifteen minute role, twenty minute role, and and to be honest, it's not just that, but he he's and you know the respect that others have for him, as I said, Declan Rice, he gives his armband to him as soon as he comes on the pitch. Mm. That shows you how much respect Declan Rice has for Mark Noble as as a captain. He did not have to do that, but he does that. Uh, yeah.
0: I think a lot of everyone's got so everyone in english football has respect for Mark noble yeah. um, you know even the likes of joe cole and people like that they all massive massively sort of respect no they know who he is they know he's mr westdown
1: yeah uh,
0: things like that but it's just this real shame he never got that england cap you know definitely deserved it i think it was a time when roy Hoyton was in the manager and that <laughs> that says all you need to know about that but
1: <laughs> yeah it always happens it's happened even before your time Luke, with julian dix and it happened with billy yeah. bonds and yeah. phil Parks, and get as many games he should have done it's just a typical west ham thing mm-hmm. um right so we put nobes in who's the next one
0: uh not everyone's favorite person but dimitri byatt <laughs> <What's that? laughs> yeah i think for, for that um as a sort of fan of West Ham, I'm also really a fan of football. So uh, however he left or whatever, just what a player he was. Um yeah. I've I haven't really seen much come close to that sort of level of skill, performance and just magician. Um, You know, we, we literally had one of the best players in the world um, not too long ago, just in him. And just things he used to do were crazy. Um uh, His free kicks, it was, you know... Even that Man United game where he scored that free kick away, and ho- hopefully we have another iconic moment like that in the in the cup game coming up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I absolutely love to play it. And you know when he left and the way he left, that was a real uh, heartbreak for I think all of us. But I, I don't like seeing players like that leave. Uh,
1: I don't think yeah. anyone does. But yeah,
0: what a player. Um, no, no matter how he left, I can never sort of forget that season and how good he was.
1: No, of course. What he gave us of that seat, we wouldn't have had that season if it wasn't for him. 100%. End of. End of. 100%. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter what happens and where he's gone afterwards and, and how he's left and things like that. It doesn't matter, I don't think now, because of the memories he's given us. And... And you get that those, those sort of mercurial players, you do get that sort of other side to them, you know. And you know, I think people forget how he left, how he joined us. He joined us doing the same thing he did to leave us with, you know. And Marseille welcomed him back with open arms, so he can't be that all bad, got that, you know. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and we doubled our money on him, you know. So, well, got to but you know.
0: I think yeah, I think with things like that as well, he's he didn't go, he didn't go to. a a rival you know it was hard to see him leave but I think he did just want to go home whatever sort of conspiracies conspiracies Mm -hmm. people want to believe and things like that he did just want to go back to where he came from and you know I I do have a little bit of respect for that you know he he clearly didn't speak much English and things like that but yeah just a great player and I would have been you know, I would be hating him a lot more. He probably wouldn't get in this team if he went to a Tottenham or a Chelsea or something like that. But he just went back to Marseille. So I can be a little bit more forgiving on that one. Oh, that's very
1: kind of you, Luke. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, you know, again, someone like Pyatt, he was the first time I can remember for a long time, not until recently, because we started to do it recently, where we've bought players in their prime. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I mean, pri- I mean, Pyatt was, he was like, you know, on the opta charts as the, the, the you know, the best, yeah. it was you know, in Europe and blah, blah, blah. yeah, that's great. But he was doing it for league on, but we bought him. And for those 18 months, arguably that was the best 18 months of his career. And, you know hopefully we haven't seen it now with Suchek and we're seeing it now with you know with bowen and maybe yeah. with ben rama and stuff you know we're we'll buying players where they seem to be in their pump now rather than bookended their career um which happens too often at west ham but uh yeah no he was a phenomenal player and it's just you know as you said just oh, yeah. with the memories he brought
0: yeah uh, i think that season as well when he when he went out injured we you could see his sort of struggling yeah. um and and things like that and i think the difference now is is we're much more of a team we don't have that one focal point yeah. we've just got a core team of good good players that all work hard for each other and you know if ben rama and lanzini come off you've got paul nows and yarmolenko coming on who can still do a job and i think that's what's changed that's what's different to then um again what a special season it was but hopefully them times are coming back
1: great shout! yeah great shout! right okay we'll put demi in
0: yeah mate. Oh, mate who's next um, not a natural right winger, um, but I had to put him in this team. Uh, Is Joe Cole. Um, just what a player. Obviously, growing yeah. up, my first proper season, that I remember he was such a talent. Um, took the captaincy that season as well, for which a lot of people forget. But I think he was only about 21 and, you know, he took that captaincy on and, just what a player. I think, uh, i it's quite controversial. I think Joe Cole played his best football at West Ham. I agree. He didn't play at Chelsea because at West Ham, he, he, he literally dipped out in and out of players, skating on ice, you know, tricks, everything, um, and just such a special player. And when he went to Chelsea, that was, you know, that was a tough one to take as a young kid, seeing your hero yeah. go. I think still now he adopts West Ham quite well. Um, I see him sort of in Chigwell a few about a year ago, actually, and he he got a photo of me doing the hammers and things like that. And um he's a top bloke. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's
1: a top bloke. His family's he, still West Ham and stuff. Yeah,
0: and stuff. you just feel like he's he's still a West Ham sort of. He's a mm-hmm. sort of when you think of West Ham, I think you sort of still think of Joe Cole and people yeah. like that. I think what a player he was. Yeah, just such a good player.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with what you. Mean, I think he he played his best yeah like he's his truest football when he was at west ham i think he was, he does a podcast with tom davis um which is quite good uh, on joe i think joe K okay. and he talks in the first episode about him as a footballer and he was like i was just i'm, I'm basically a street footballer i've always been a street footballer so i love doing the tricks loved in the flicks when did he when did you do it the most at west ham you know so for me it's like well there's that's his that's his natural yeah. you know what he's that's what he does so you know and he yeah i mean he's a, he's a top boy joey's top boy one day he'll be on here one day ah, not too come, long, come man, on come on it's time i think hopefully yeah yeah mate he's in dubai at the moment
0: is he no.
1: everyone's in fucking dubai
0: they are, mate. they are mate brits abroad you know
1: what the fuck am i not in dubai that's the question that's why i don't understand I know, when's, mate. When's, when's, when's the youtube money start coming in so i can go to dubai that's what my wife keeps saying so <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> Oh yeah, it's all right for some. Um yeah, they all seem to be in Dubai. Yeah, um I know Joe's doing a soccer square at the moment, so that's why. Um so fair enough. Right, okay, we'll put Joey in. Joey's in. Number, number, no, he's, he's one no nine. Okay, two more. Who's next, man? Um next one, Carlos tevez Carlitos.
0: Um obviously he wasn't there long. <laughs> but again, as a fan of football, apart from being a West Ham fan, just someone you could sit and admire the way he played and grafted. Yeah. Tricks, um, skill, uh, drive, determination, just a winner, really. Um, And that's, I think, why we stayed up as well as the likes of Rob Green and people like that, that season, the great escape. But, yeah, Tevez is just a fantastic player that we had. Um, And again, not with us for long, but, you know, really sort of cemented sort of hero status with us i think in 19 games he, he played and you know, it? yeah it was i mean lovely free kicks again like pyre yeah. but just such a good player to shout again another one that left us but it's the way it goes isn't it but yeah what a player
1: Yeah, he's the way it goes it? it's funny as you said he only played like yeah not even 20 games for us and he's become a bit of a, a cult hero and mm. and everything like that and it, i think it's it, it doesn't i don't think I don't think it matters how many games some, someone plays, but it's how they play the games. Mm. And so you could have someone who's played 200 games. And if they don't look like they're, they're, they're bothering, no one really gives a. No one can remember them, really. But, you know, some people, is is Carlitos playing you know, less than you know, 19, 19 games. Every one of those games, he ran his art out. He did. You know, yeah. he just did. And maybe to his detriment to start off with, I think he was trying to do too much. And he just wasn't really effective. And I remember when I think it was Curbs came in. Did a bit like what Moisey did with Arnie and, and yeah. McCann, and goes, "Well, you stay up front, I we'll kick the ball to you, and then you do stuff." And then it just worked. Um, yeah. And, then, and I, I, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and there's a, there's a little bit of parallels between him and Ben Rahm at the moment because Ben Rama just can't seem to get a break. Mm, you know what great. I mean? Hits the yeah. post or the goalkeeper. There was a time where Carles, Carlos was doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, and that first goal went in, and that's it. And that's what I think is yeah. having with That first goal. <laughs> Gonna sue up, yeah. No, top guy, top guy, yeah. and, and, and Anton says a really good thing story about Carlos. About he, he, he used to, Carlos wanted to integrate himself so much in the team, but he didn't want to learn English. <laughs> that's, that's a double imperative, isn't it? Double negative. Um, that he would basically he had a, a translator, and that translator would literally go everywhere with him, including when they went, I don't know, China Whites or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> he put his translator on the dance floor with them, And so he's dancing like he can't move <laughs> Anton and that lot with his translator in the middle trying to communicate, you know, good music or whatever. I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what you say. You can't really hear anything anyway. But that's oh, just brilliant, brilliant story. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Top man, top man. Um, right. And actually, it's a good book. If you want to look for a good book, there is a good book. Dan Hurley's done a good book called The Greatest Escape. And it's all about that last season yeah. like, from beginning to end. Really good book. Top man Danny's right, okay. Um hashtag not ad. There we go. Um <laughs> just I mean, you work in marketing yeah, so yeah. <laughs> interesting page, you know what I mean? So all right, Carlitos. and who's the last one? Who's the last? I could probably guess the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think you can I guess, mate. Yeah. I mean I just gotta know. find the I just gotta find Jonathan Clary. Where do find him?
0: I think it's tricky though, the striker position because I, I absolutely loved and adored Bobby Zamora and Marlon Harewood. Yeah, and that's tough leaving them out. I think I think you should do a West Ham number two team uh, I, think, I, think, I think you need to do one because there's people like that that I, I hate leaving out, um, and, you know, Dean Ashton as well, but yeah. has to be Paolo De Canio, it has to be yeah. he's, he's the first name in this team um, Just again just loved everything about him um, was lucky enough to see him at Mark Noble's testimonial um, and get a photo with him of, uh, at, at the loft of the bowling and just being in in the same sort of spaces, him it was just like I was mesmerized, mesmerized. I don't get that of you know anyone else. Paolo was just obviously Paolo, and wow, like yeah. just don't have any words for him really. It was just most so special of a player, but like, everything.
1: He was more than a player, I think. Do mm. you know what I mean? He was he was a player he was a cult hero he was an enigma he was a personality he he embodied our club at that time he was the complete microcosm it's a long word um he was the complete microcosm of that crazy era at west ham
0: yeah
1: he was he was, was that he was everything that epitomized it he I swallowed a dictionary today or something. I was just an epitomizer as well. Fucking hell. Um, um, he uh, he he, he, he did. He, he was he was crazy, he was mesmeric, he was a petulant child, he was the team leader. He would, you know, and that's what I mean. There was always something going on with Paolo in the same way that there's always something going on in that team at that time. You so know, then, he was brilliant, loved him, loved him. Such I
0: just, a I'd love to have been like a flying the wall during that era at west ham where you, you know you're watching john monker paolo racing <laughs> Ruddock, ian wright and you're just all coming together and that was you know, brilliant it just yeah what an, what an era again yeah but
1: crazy yeah. times obviously yeah. we've been fortunate enough to have obviously we've had Razor on we've had monks on and and some of the stories they tell and obviously at that time social media was still a relatively new thing as well it wasn't really it wasn't really around so A lot of those stories, there's no, there's no, no, you know, video clips of, there's no photos, and you know, there's a lot went down, a lot of shit went down in Romford, Romford town, you know, Romford town centre, Christmas parties and stuff at West Ham, but you know, and as you said, they were relatable. Um, That that was probably the last year I think, where football footballers were all relatable, probably one to eleven um occasionally like i mean now obviously deck and noble are relatable i'd Mm, say um but then as you said you went for that whole team one to eleven you could easily see them walking into sainsbury's buying their christmas buying their friday big shop whatever um and that's why i think we 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 adore that sort of era um Mm. because of that exact reason um in the same way that i you know the first player i ever met was was pete butler you would know he was 19, not about 92. I think he signed 92. Pete Butler, and I met him at a West at Junior Hammers birthday party at the old ground. Now, come 20, 30, 30 years almost 30 years on, um, I wouldn't expect seeing Felipe Anderson in ours adventure house coming out with a birthday cake, you know what I mean? So it's like it's, it's a different time we live in now, um. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's, yeah. Yeah, Paolo, man. Paolo, loved him. And, again, this channel, obviously, he comes up. I think he's he's the most picked player um, on the mm-hmm. channel. And so many stories where he said where people have met him and she said when you met him, you're just in awe of him. The best one, I think, is actually Nikki's one from West Ham Fan TV when they met him backstage when they were oh, doing yeah, one of the days. Yeah, yeah. And he just says, "He's oh, Paolo, you look nice and smart. And he just went. I always dress up for my family it's um, like...
0: <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish he was around more you know she uh, i wish he was you know involved still somehow a little bit more you know around the place and just i'd love it
1: I'd, I'd love I'd in more. general in football do you know what i mean in, in the uk in in the british mm-hmm. football i'm not i'm not even fussed about too much about just keeping him for ourselves at west ham i'd love him to be more involved in like right. you, know, you can imagine him and patrice uh know, yeah, ever having a row on soccer saturday you know that that type of thing it's like we'd love to see that i'd love to see pal he does all the stuff at uh, sky italia and stuff doesn't he so but yeah i'd love to see more involved
0: the in thing is the- they, they'd rather the likes of jermaine genus do you know what i mean and, yeah like what's i think I
1: mean, he's all right i feel yeah he's, he's been all, he's all right i know what you mean it's like they'd rather just they pick. Well, I mean, they they they'll pick homegrown based players, you know. So fair enough, you know. But Paolo be a great personality to get back on. Um, that'd be good fun. I'll, we'll have a word. We'll start a hashtag um,
0: <laughs> get a drink. <trend>
1: <laughs> Paolo for soccer Saturday. Um, that'd be good. That'll jazz that team up a little bit. You can just imagine him and Cammy having a good old Barney about uh, sending off a Portsmouth. Um, no, that's good, man. That's it. Paolo, Paolo's in, and that's it. That's it, Luke. Man, would you rate my team, Ross? I think it's strong, man. It's a strong team. It's a strong team. I think, to be honest, I mean, every team's different because every team, it's a a game of football. That's what I love about football because you could get five people come on and five people who give completely different 11s and each 11, you're like, that'd do a job. And I think this would do a job. I think there's a good good, uh, base of defence. I think there's, I think you've got a lot of pace on the wings. I think you've got, I think also you've got uh, a lot of trickery. Uh, you've got Deckham, nobs to t- keep it tight at the back, and, and you've got Palo, So, and you've got Tevez. You know, you've got energy. That's I think he's good. It's good. I think a nice uh, Right. So, I've just put my book away. So, I've got to open my book back up. Making me do extra work today, Luke. Right. Who's in my team? Uh, one, two, three. Three in my team. Three. Oh, yep. Mark Noble's in my team. Uh, Joe Cole and Dikanya. Where's my where's my team? Nice. nice. I, I have my team on a bit my my, friend, my good friend Steve Krieger, I do it. has gone. Um, Steve did it. Steve Krieger did it on a yeah. My team was Fabianski. It was Julian. Dick- oh, it's up there. I can't. Oh, I can't get it. Um, Julian Dix, Rio, Ian Pierce, Sebastian Schemmel, and then my midfield right. was was, was Pyatt, Noble, Joe Cole, Trevor Sinclair, and then De Canio and Ashton up front. Oh, good team. But then again, do you know? And then as soon as you say it, I go. Do you know what? Because I, you know, I've been very as a fucking fortunate to interview a lot of ex-players, and actually, to be honest, a lot of them I'd have probably put in my team again now. So I'd probably change it, and maybe I will take out. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'd bring it, you know, and that's the thing. You could change it. I mean, I, I was a massive fan of John Moncur. I was a massive fan of Neil Rudd. Neil Ruddock was the last person I had on the back of my shirt. Mm.
0: Um.
1: I had on uh, two shirts on my home shirt, I'd raise in the race shirt, I had ruddock So you know what I mean? So it's like, well, why isn't he in my team? Shaka Histop. Oh my god, Shaka Histop. I used to serve him at Safeways every Friday for his Friday big shop. You know what I mean? It's like going for the team. I was like, oh, Ian Bishop. Oh my god, I love Ian Bishop. Um some of you, them will stay there. and Sinclair will there. Trevor Sinclair, I love and Sinclair. John Hartson, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we do all these things and we do these shows and these people, come these great names. Oh, fuck, I we, we're a... not
0: feel bad for leaving out the, um, you know, the boys who got to, uh, two thousand and six FA Cup final. Because I feel like they never get a mention. They, never.
1: but they, but they don't like mention it themselves. Huh? So no, so obviously we've had, we've had like, uh, we had conch on. So we have yeah. asked, and I asked him, right, come on. I mean, come on conch. Right. Was it a goal? <laughs> Did you mean it? And he went, right. If I'd scored it now, I would have meant it. That's that's the only thing he said. So basically he was like, no, I didn't mean it. Of yeah. course you don't. Um, I do feel a bit sorry for them. Um, and they, they do get mixed out. And I think also, I think the reason that, and I think something, which a lot of people don't remember is, um, Obviously, we had that, that game with, with Liverpool just before, didn't we? But the yeah. two off, and mm-hmm. us getting Hayden Mullins off was a lot more of a detriment effect to our team than Louis Garcia. because yeah. gar- Hayden Mullins was like we, we've had we've had people like who we had on. So, like basically, what's interesting when you interview the players is is they have they have a slightly different view of football than we do as as uh, it- as normals. Yeah. Um, you do that if you watch a football game with a coach or whatever. And everyone, so like there's periods. So for example, sort of around sort of the Martin Allen, Ian Bishop, that era, Kevin Keane, they all put Pete Butler in their team. Pete Butler was like, you know, the water carrier. You know, that sort of defensive midfield player who do it. Yeah. Back in the day before then, they'd all put Jeff Pike in their team. He did the same thing. That sort of 2000 era, 2000, early 2000s, all put hayden mullins in their team i think anton put him in his team i think luke chadwick put him in right back to get him into his team you know because he is so critical to their team so um yeah it's interesting and i love it when that's all i do in this show because like, literally you'll get some randoms and like some bloke will do i don't know god uh I... Like you know people f- talk about something go, oh yeah who's you up front he goes up front i've got freddie canute oh my god that's a great shout i can't we got that freddie, freddie canute you know, or, you know it's just like and then some of the ex players because they've played with players so we did, there was one the other day i was looking at it again we had uh, oh we had we had abe who's written the bill gardner book and he did and he did uh what was his 11 his 11 was players were, if if only we'd signed them in their prime and basically it's all like, you know, like Stuart Pierce, Ian yeah, Wright, Teddy Sheringham, you know, Alex Song, you know, even Ruddock, you know, all these players. And you, you look through the team, you go, I think we've had about 230 different players out of the 260 interviews. Um Obviously, we've had like people like Tony Carr, and then Tony Carr gave us his eleven. It was the Academy eleven, and it was basically the twenty ten World Cup squad, um, pretty much. He, I, mean, <laughs> I, I let him put John, John Terry in because he did go through the Academy. Um, but no, no, it's, it's great. There's some great names come up, and you go, "Oh, that's a shout!" You know, it's like, yeah, I can't believe I haven't put Thomas Repka in my team. You know, no,
0: that's a tricky one. Yeah.
1: Oh, but yeah, but it's all good, man. No, but I think it's a good team. Good team. And uh, and if um, everyone will will comment on it anyway, Luke, so don't worry.
0: Oh, nice one, mate. I've enjoyed it.
1: It's good fun. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your time, man. Appreciate your time, um and obviously, thank you to everyone for watching or listening. Uh, whether it's been on whether it's YouTube, Spotify, podcast, wherever. give it a shout, give it a share, give it a subscribe. And from myself and from Luke, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, your irons, and we'll see you. Get oh, my hands. Look how fucking small my hands are. Come on, your hands. No, I think that's my mother-in-law doing it. Come on, your eyes and I'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much, mate.